This is Akafe. Laura Marie and Jessica Marie proudly present A Court of Fandoms and Exploration, a podcast. Fair warning, everything the hosts say is explicit, full of spoilers and adult content and shall not be used against them. They have opinions. Let's try not to drag anyone for expressing themselves and just have fun for an hour. We all deserve it. This episode contains spoilers from The Crown of Gilded Bones and mentions of the infernal devices the world Sarah J. Mass has created from Blood and Ash series and the Black Witch Chronicles. For full list, please see show notes. Additionally, we appreciate your patience through our technical difficulties in our recording during the 100 mile per hour winds, which is roughly a little over 160 kilometers per hour for our international listeners. Hi, everybody, and welcome to A Court of Phantoms and Exploration, your weekly deep dive into the YA literature and fandoms that we love. I'm Laura Marie. And I'm Jessica Marie. And today's a very special day. Today is the one-year anniversary of Akafe. This podcast, one year. Can you believe it? No. It's also Vera's birthday. But that's everything about it. I'm so excited. How? How? Here we are, more than 52 weeks later since we started recording, and... Since we released the first episode, who knew? Who knew? Who knew? So (laughs) uh, I think it is very appropriate to start out the episode by saying thank you. Thank you to the listeners who have been here from the beginning. Thank you to the listeners who are new. And thank you to people who we found out listened to episodes multiple times. Thank you for that. And people who listen everywhere. Like, We have people who are listening internationally. We have people listening domestically. Every time somebody reaches out or we see like a new stat and we're looking at metrics, which we don't do often because, well, I try not to. I think, Laura, we try to like curb that side of us. Um, We're just we're just always in shock. Even if we get a DM, like I'm, I'm just reaching out from here. We're constantly in awe because sometimes it just feels like. We're, we're just recording to each other and then we put it out into the to the ether and then it goes from there. So it's it's still such a blessing to, to be a part of this journey and for everybody joining us. So thank you. So we want to kind of shout out our international audience and also our domestic audience. So to our international community, we want to start out. These are in alphabetical order. Thank you so very much. Aruba, Australia, Austria, Bangladesh, Belgium, Belize, Brazil, Bulgaria, Canada, Colombia, Costa Rica, Croatia, Cyprus, Chechia, Chechia, Chechia. Yes, that's right. Denmark, Dominican Republic, El Salvador, Fiji, Finland, France, Germany, A. Greece, it's not just me in Germany. It wasn't. I, I promise it wasn't just me and Editor Sam. We have fans in Germany. Thank you so much. Uh, you have reached out in the past. So really, shout out to Germany. Uh, Greece, Guatemala, Haiti, Honduras, India, Ireland, Israel, Italy, Ivory Coast. And Japan, Kenya, Kuwait, Lebanon, Malaysia, Mexico, Morocco, Netherlands, New Zealand, Nicaragua, North Macedonia, Norway, Pakistan, Peru, Philippines, Poland, Portugal, Puerto Rico, Qatar, Romania, Russia, Saudi Arabia, Seychelles, Slovenia, South Africa, Spain, Sweden, Switzerland, Turkey, Uganda, Ukraine, United Arab Emirates, United Kingdom, United States, Venezuela, and Vietnam. That's wild. Thank you so much. (laughs) Thank you. That is just incredible to everyone that is listening around the world. We would not be here without you. You make us who we are. So thank you. Thank you. And to our domestic followers, it's not as detailed. We'll, we'll blame, we'll blame the system that we use, but the states that they do share are California, Texas, Virginia, North uh, New York, Florida, Illinois, Ohio, North Carolina, Michigan. And then there's this huge, like, 50% is from other. So the names that were listed were, like, some of the larger percentages. Um, and then mm. we have this, but it, do, it honestly, it doesn't even matter where you're from. We're just, thank you for being a part of this journey with us. We appreciate you so much. Truly, truly, it is just incredible. And also, I want to share about the metrics. I think I have shared this on TikTok a few times, but... Um, when we look, and as Jess said, we try not to look often because we are competitive. We try to tamp that down <laughs> in ourselves. 
but we can see when like a group of people start moving through um, like a batch of episodes. So like if you are reading Throne of Glass and then you you start going through the episodes, like we can see those numbers tick up and it's really fun. And, um, you know, if you're doing that, like reach out, tell, like talk to us, let us know, um, because like that's what we're here for. And those who have, it's been awesome. Like I think of some of the nostalgia episodes that we've had where we talked about books or like we had somebody say that they read a book that you had read in middle school or elementary school. Also, like just the smallest of worlds when you feel like you're alone, you're like, wait, there's somebody else. This is so wild because you, so, you know, especially in these communities that we love so much, sometimes it does feel like you're on like this little island by yourself. Shout out to Wait Till Helen Comes. <laughs> that is wild. Thank you. Thank you for that. It made my whole life. So this episode obviously is a little bit wild. We will just be like profusely thanking you the whole time. But uh, we have stuff. We have stuff. What do we have, Jess? Well, we've kind of we we've been put prompting questions on Instagram, uh, or specifically our Instagram stories, um, because we want to hear from everybody. And one of the things that we really wanted to know was like one of the prompts was like this year I, and it was important for us to ask this like a very open ended question because I feel like you know some of us are still you know handling the pandemic one way, some of us are handling it another. But I think something that was really discussed in overall in 2020 and then again in 2021 was people felt like they if they weren't hitting certain mile markers, they, they there was like not necessarily a competitive nature. But I think you kind of reflect like, is there so, like at least with me, like, oh, well, I didn't learn how to play a new instrument. Like, was I lazy or, you know, and I, we didn't want that to be the case. So we just wanted to have like an open prompted question to be like this year. I, what did you do? What did you not do? It didn't matter because sometimes not doing something is just as important as doing those things. I think people discredit the importance of just like, I needed a mental health day. I needed to lay around and do nothing because I'm doing something all the time. So with that being said, one of our prompts in our Instagram stories was like, this year, I. Um, we didn't have a lot of reaction, which is fine. We've all been busy or, you know, algorithm, because does that, I don't even know how social media works anymore. It just exists. Or um, introverts. <laughs> or, you know, sometimes, you know, maybe our audience is all introverts and you just yeah. don't want to really put it out there. And you know what? That's, that's fine. fine. That's because fine. you don't have to interact, you know, and that's a good point. Because just because you're not interacting doesn't mean that you're not seen or you're not heard i mean we're both guilty of like i love watching a story doesn't mean i'm going to interact with every story so um one of the entries was um this year finally was reading akatar series and they're so happy that they found the podcast so thank you for that and and also like we won't share names unless like you've asked us to share names we really want to ex- respect everybody's like privacy and anonymity um because when you do submit your your answers like we you know or if we share your answers on our stories like they're posted anonymously and we want you to feel that we're respecting that privacy as well um and another entry said um they found their love for reading again which is so awesome that is just so awesome and i think a really good way so uh to kind of piggyback off of that jess in a year oh god in a year like where 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 do i begin how about that last year i couldn't believe i was reading fantasy reading about Faye, realizing that like you can have healthy, loving relationships and have high standards for yourself. Um, and just kind of, it felt like I got to rediscover myself all over again this time last year. In the past year, couldn't have, I mean, this past year, we, Throne of Glass was the top of the year. That's kind of how we kickstarted sobbing every weekend like, throughout the whole week for weeks for weeks uh how, how do you okay so i i really I, I don't know where to begin like if you told me we'd be having i'd be crying over another book series that wasn't sarah j mass i wouldn't have believed you and, and it hits you in a very different way regarding the infernal devices um but i guess specifically um 
I was fortunate enough to meet a very prominent figure in the book community recently. And um, it was for a work-related event, so I'm not going to go into specifics. But basically, I had a meltdown. I texted Laura and I'm just like freaking out. I'm shaking. I'm tearing up. I'm like, I go, I I can't believe this is happening. Um, And I'm fortunate, you know, Laura and I have both been fortunate enough to meet very like high profile people. And this one, I just, I just could not contain myself. So Laura being the wonderful person she is, she goes, and I have this quote saved. She goes, this is fate and it'll be up to you and her to see it through. I'm like, what are you, the next writer? Like, and so I had this opportunity and I kind of stepped out of, you know, my professional boundaries and I said something to this person and it was the most wonderful experience and I'm still like blushing about it. I mean, now I have their contact number uh, or their contact information and Laura just kept saying like, and she's like, this time last year, could you have imagined this? If this time last year, could you have like all these things? And I really have to thank Laura once again, because it wouldn't have happened without her. It wouldn't have been so enthralled with the whole situation if she hadn't gotten me into fantasy and she hadn't gotten me into this genre and like love for read, like love for reading the way I do now, because I was reading romance very, you know, book a day. That I mean, that was pretty and you know okay on to the next but to have it change me the way it did and then for her to once again just be like it's on you like the tools are there like I I can't be every time I think I can't be more grateful for you um you find a way to surprise me so thank you I love you oh god (laughs) no you can't have me cry on the podcast (laughs) two times in a row like no (laughs) three maybe I don't know Three. if I cry. Do I cry next week? Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. So. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Um, so speaking to that, it is just about persistence and like consistency, right? Like I pretty much like nagged you into <laughs> reading a guitar. It took long enough. We got you there. Uh, because. You know what's better for us than no, you do? <laughs> no, no, that is not true. That's not true. Um, Because sometimes it is easier to recognize certain things in your life and about yourself when you see them on a page instead of like just in life, right? Like, and that is why books are so important because you, you can, you can read and I know people shit on Akatar, but you can read Akatar and you can see like Akatar can get you, like a lot of people say like Akatar got me out of an unhealthy relationship. Akatar taught me self-worth. Akatar taught me, you know, so it's there. That message is there. And that a book can do that consistently for so many people is speaks to so many things, but just speaks to the power, I think, of books. Oh, absolutely. And I think to what you said, sometimes you can have people in your life tell you things also and you know like you're a great person you're this you're that but then it's also a little bit of that internal work and that self-reflection that you know everybody can tell you something but you might have that mental block thinking well they're going to say that they're my friend they're going to say that because they're my family there might just be a block there but then when you do have that inner work and that self-reflection you're like oh it 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 becomes this it becomes this whole other phenomenon to have that recognition, you know, and it's not just a character on a page. So I was thinking, I was just thinking, uh, you started with Akatar and you did Throne of Glass and then Crescent City. Crescent I mean, City. even though that's smaller, but. And, and then you did, you know, Blood and Ash and you're doing Shadowhunters. Uh, all of these are, they're different, but they are the same, you know, kind of. Uh, do you, I don't know how to phrase this. Um, going through all of these book series, there are, I, I want to say like life lessons, but that's not really what I'm saying. Um, the emotion that you get from some of these series, right? Like if you could read one for the first time again, which one would it be? Throne of Glass. Throne of Glass. I think so. I with mm, The caveat would be. I would love to 
know everything I know about Throne of Glass. And the second I go to pick up Throne of Glass again for the reread, I forget everything. Like that magical, like some sort of magical system to truly be shocked and surprised and crying and seeing how things are connected. There's something really special about Throne of Glass. And I think we might have had this discussion on our Throne of Glass ep- or like our Kingdom of Ash episode where this is very plot driven, you know, Throne of Glass where, um, and what do we say? It's like plot with romance, not romance with plot. Whereas mm-hmm. Akatar is very Rom- romance. romance. And that's fine because I, I do love a romance. And now I've just kind of elevated my romance experiences to, to include fantasy. And it's so fun. <laughs> It's so fun. Um, But it would definitely, I think I would have to say Throne of Glass. Throne of Glass. Uh, So, and then I guess another question would be like, uh, out of all of the things that we have like covered and like read and like talked about all these things, um, what is something that has surprised you the most? Like what, maybe like a book series that surprised you or like an emotion that surprised you? I think as much as we shit on serpent and dove like the trilogy and not just because saying we don't like it we we like it for very we dislike it for very specific reasons there was a moment this summer after we had finished gods and monsters that i had a aha moment regarding um reed and i even told you i go before like you know we shit on kale all the time you know he's the matt donovan whatever I had like I came to the conclusion that Reed is my least liked book male person. And the aha moment was like, holy, it was very, oh my God. Oh my God. Like I could not believe like that how it was so how he was so reflected in my personal life in the past. I go, they're they're the same person. They're the same person. And I recognize the certain traits in Reed that I wasn't able to recognize before. Like, worse than Tamlin. Yeah. I, yeah, that was yeah. a big thing for me. Yeah. I was like, I can't believe because I, I, I just, I think that was a big aha moment for me that surprised me in regards to surprising me. That's awesome, right? Like, what do we call that? Like, growth. Growth. Oh, you're like, growth. Growth. <laughs> growth. That, that's, that's incredible. Uh, books books recognizing things in books where did you think like this time last year where like what did you could you believe where we are like where what were what were your thoughts like could you believe like in the last year i can't you know all of the things i always had faith (laughs) that you would read all these books I never doubted this. I never questioned this at all. Uh, My ability to get you to read these books, I never doubted this at all. Um, (laughs) Our ability to create content that is relevant and new and exciting and fresh and different and like slightly adult, I never doubted this. I am surprised that people (laughs) listen. (laughs) Right? I remember we were like, I'd be happy if like 100 people listen. That'd be kind of cool. I'm shocked that all of you are listening. Uh, that I did doubt, <laughs> but <laughs> I, I did, did not know. doubt. I did not doubt us, and I did not doubt the quality of stuff that we could do, um, and I did not doubt your sparkling personality <laughs> at all. It works because of you. It works because of me. I will uh, say what was really nice is that I think we, even when we started it, we knew that it had to. We were like, okay, we didn't want to be like let's get three books out, or th- let's get three episodes out. Let's get six episodes out. We really planned. And that was the, that was a big thing. We planned for so long that we were like, if we don't start acting on the plan, we're just going to be invested in the plan. So once we lined all of that out, it, we, we acted, we acted as we continued to have information. And I think one of the things that I did have faith in not, you know, I didn't think anybody was going to listen was um, 
I had somebody who told me, think of it as you're putting time aside to talk about something you love with your best friend. And during the pandemic and everything that we were going through, we were like, this was something that was consistent no matter what was happening with our lives. Um, and a lot of things happened within the last two years for both of us. Um, this was kind of our constant and we made it a priority that no matter what was happening, no matter, you know, the ups and the downs and everything in between, this was like, this kept us on track and kept us focused. And I think that's something really, really cool that we were like, you know what, even if nobody listens to us, we get to talk about something, this new thing and passion that we get to share together. Actually, something that did surprise me, something that I was not expecting as I was not expecting the um, kind of listener reaction that we got to the Black Witch Chronicles. Wow. Oh. It was, a, it, you know, it was a... It, it was something that I was hesitant to offer to you. It was something that I was hesitant to like even put out there because people can take it like so many ways, but everybody took it like the way it's supposed to be taken. And everybody Not based really, on the backlash that like yeah. that initial backlash. Yeah. So and and I was really surprised by that and and by how many people were like, Thank you for introducing us or like introducing me to this series. I had never heard of it. It's so good. Like, you know, that is something that I'm really proud of because there's a lot of talk and focus on, you know, like a handful of authors that are very popular, but not that, to discredit those authors, but yeah, like not to discredit new. those authors, but yeah, exactly. Like that's a good story. Yeah. Oh, yeah. and how many times have, like, I feel like it's gone, like, up and down, like, it's gone on different um, Kindle lists now, like, top, like, top focuses, or if it goes, like, on, it's just, it's really cool. It's really cool. And to have even the author give us shout outs, like, thank you, Lori Forrest. We're very grateful and appreciative for you. And we're, we're already guaranteed, like, two more books coming up. So it's, it's really, it's been really fun. And to dissect it the way that we have, it's just, nobody talks about it enough. You're absolutely right. Like, that is such a cool thing to be proud of. Something else that I think people don't, really don't talk about enough is, um, Jess, you've really had experiences with narrators over this past year. <laughs> you know, you, you've you had great ones. You've had not great ones. You know, we've done experiments. Um, have you, like, kind of nailed down, like, your favorite narrator? Or have you, have you I guess, a follow-up to that would be, have you nailed down what you do and do not like in a narrator. Oh, hmm. I mean, I feel basic if I if I say like I love Elizabeth Evans, I love Julia Whelan, I love. Um, I, I I actually really love Patty Murin. She does a lot of Christina Lauren, and she was actually Elsa on or not sorry, she was Anna on Broadway. She's been on Chicago Med. She's been on a lot of stuff. And I actually, when like the con life was a thing, I followed her when she was a blogger also. And so I, I was in line to meet her husband at the time, but then I went over to her and he goes, Oh, did you have another question? And I go, no, I just, I just wanted to actually talk to your wife. And she was like, nobody ever wants to talk to me. So I, I like her as a narrator for a lot of like the Christina Lauren books. Um, I, I haven't narrowed it down though. I definitely don't have a favorite male narrator, although I do like Ed Westwick when he's within his, like if he's limits. like yeah within his limits i did like him when he was like using his british accent for the british characters he was saying um i can tell you i don't like the male narrator on <laughs> a certain trilogy we covered <laughs> um yeah i don't i I feel like I haven't pinpointed it yet but i know it when i hear it i'm like oh i don't like this person <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. That, that's fair. totally fair. It's totally fair. You have your like core people because one of our friends who listens, she went to you to say like, who are some of the people that you really admire? Because she started looking through their kind of discography. Uh, yeah. The ones that just come to mind off the top of my head are Nick Padel. He's my favorite oh. male author or narrator. He's my favorite. I love him. Everything that he does. He's fantastic. Um, uh, Lauren Fortgang and Julia Whalen, Elizabeth Evans, you know, you know, kind of, 
kind of all of those, but um, it's so much easier to say what you don't like about narrators. And um, this is what I will tell you. In the past year, I have learned that when you have a kind of pattern like this, <laughs> it drives you insane. <laughs> I can't stand it. I can't stand it. It drives me nuts. Um, so like that. Or the gasps, like the gas, like. <laughs> and not like it was written in, she gasped. Like it's not no. written in. No. no, they're just like breathing on the microphone. Yeah, I just, I just can't. I just can't. Yeah. Um, it, a narrator will make or break a, an audiobook, and it's so much easier to point out the ones that suck. Um, so what's what, something you do like then? Do you, can you pinpoint what you do like about the narrators you do like? Well, I will, I will tell you what I am listening to now. I am listening to, I think it's the inadequate air. It's some like weird, it's the third one in the bridge kingdom, whatever, in, in something. I don't know. My phone is too far away. Um, that audiobook, and I don't remember the other two being this way. Just correct me if I'm wrong, because I know you're like dabbling in, in the trader right. queen. Um, this book in particular is doing, I'm going to say a Dune with a full immersion experience we got going on here. We have sound effects. We have knocking on doors. We have bodies thumping to the ground. We have, it is like way immersion kind of thing here. There's like music there. Yeah. It's wild. The first book doesn't do that or it does it with the chapter transitions, which I really like. It doesn't go chapter one. It, does like a wave because you know okay, yeah, yeah. which I really I really liked that. I really it made the the audio experience just like a seamless transition. Mm-hmm. Um you did get like the breeze or the like I did I did like that. It reminded me of oh my gosh, memory unlocked. I listened to an audiobook when I was like 10 or something, and it was when um Maybe it was like goosebumps on a cassette tape, and we listened to it all the way to South Carolina. And my poor, oh man, my brother and I, when the second it would end, we'd be like, start it again. Like we didn't know, but it had the same experience where there was like waves and like sound effects and things were creaking, and it was you can feel the yeah, that's what this is like. Yeah, yeah, I cannot remember. The name of the book for the life of me. My, if I don't remember, my brother won't remember. But it was like, it was so exciting. You just, you couldn't get enough of the story. You had to do it all over again. It was really fun. Well, and honestly, that's the way that I feel because, um, spoiler alert, I'm lukewarm on the British Kingdom series. Uh, but, but I really am enjoying this 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 audio experience it's really fun do you feel like it's more invest it's like more in yeah, depth than I the other ones were i cannot put this okay. down i cannot put this down and it is not because like the story is fantastic the story is just like the others you know it's it's, it's fine it's consistent yeah. it's consistent with the other ones that's fine but this audio experience is really fun it's really fun and there are times uh where uh, there is like someone knocking in the story and I'm like, yo, what, what, uh, <laughs> but, but it's just somebody like knocking on the door and it's really cool. Um, and the closest that I can think of is like Dune, you know, Dune's like way better, but this one's really fun. So that's my like current Zillow transition. That is my mm-hmm. current read and something that is really fun that I have discovered this year that, you know, fun, quirky little I say quirky, you know, uh, little audiobooks that do this like fun reader experience. I think it's important. Like, I mean, with some of the stuff that we've read, like sometimes, like, like in, even the content and the context could be so heavy that you do need those. Is that the wind? Yeah. Do you hear that? I hear it. It's a hundred miles an hour. I have two chairs. It sounds up. like the AC is on. I have two chairs up against the door, um, like wedged I mean, under. Like, I was gonna say, like, are you wrapping the? Yeah. It's like nothing I can God. do. Yeah, There's no, nothing I, I can do. Like Sorry Sam, can't edit that out. Yeah. It's really scary. I texted him, I was like, damn, I wish you were here. Like it is fucking oh. scary. <sighs> just to be like in a blanket. Like Yeah. Well, it's not even. It's just like the wind is scarier, you yeah. know. At night. Um yeah. It's scary at night. Um uh it's just so just one of my questions is uh, you and and I know how I want to end this episode. There's a question that I want to ask you at the end, but um you have 
met a lot of really fantastic, strong women uh, through. You know, like where this reading. question is going. <laughs> um, who do you? I who do you oh. see yourself in the most out of the people that we've done episodes on? Anybody? Anybody? Ooh, I feel. Uh, remember when we did like a if we did like characters as our like oh i guess that was more specific to sjm characters as like if the characters were our sun moon and rising mm-hmm. i i feel like as much as i want to see myself in Feyre, i identify with a lot of her experiences but i don't see myself as much in her which i hate saying as much as i'd love to be i feel like i'm a pretty even-keeled mix of Poppy and Bryce, and not just because they're redheads. I feel like (laughs) Bryce is, like, she's me when I'm at my best, like, most confident self. And, like, I channel her. Like, she's who I channel when I'm, like, we're going to have a kick-ass day. Like, this, you are the main character in your story. Um, <laughs> and I say Poppy, I'm very relatable, too, because I, I was sheltered. I was in my bubble for a very long time. I have so many questions. I still have so many questions when we do things now. Um, and there's that insecurity that she thinks I think she'll always have. And then when she does, not always, because then when she does find her strength in herself and what she's able to do, which we definitely see at the end of the the crown of gilded bones, like when she calls out Cass's mom with her shit, like you're going to listen and respect me. Now you have no idea who you're about to fuck with. Um, That poppy that we saw in book one, love her and um her temper i think it's i actively have to push down um just like you com- push down your competitiveness i have to talk myself out of it because you've heard some of my voice memos and they are not there's <laughs> they are not kind towards others <laughs> so i feel like poppy's temper is that's me. That's me a hundred percent. And but I don't care. Like I own it. Like if you are I always joke there there's um the one artist that does the creatively less that does the poppy art. And whenever she does like angry poppy, I'm like, that's me. That's me. <laughs> um and then like with the shit that I have to confront on myself from like my own inner work, that's Nesta. And I hate saying that, but I think I said it on an earlier episode where I go, I hate Nesta. She frustrates me. But the things I hate about Nesta are the same things that I think I hate about myself. And that's just like an inner work thing. But probably those three. <laughs> that's a good answer. That's a you? fantastic answer. <laughs> Do you feel like you relate to one more than the other? Uh, just like care? Like, like, yeah, I feel like you're, I don't know. I don't want to guess. I don't want to take the answer for you but i have um, an idea uh, who do i see myself as we'll see yourself as relate to a melding of everybody oh uh aelin mm-hmm. a- 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 i was gonna say that yeah no aelin uh no question no no question no doubt i see myself as as aelin but at my like core though i am manon and that's fine that i have no no problem with that that is amazing so yeah, uh, you, there's there isn't a problem with it. So. Yeah, no, it is. <laughs> I know, I was it like, is amazing. It is amazing. I don't know. Just like Aelin is, is like a, a self-sacrificing, like fan, like good person, you know. And Manon is all of that, but she's gonna like complain about it the whole time <laughs> and uh, bitch about it and make it everybody's problem. And, well, I like and there's that. like the bigger picture that they both. They both inherently have like they they both have to be like, okay, this isn't about me. Yes. So what do you think? We've read a lot of series. Where do you what do you see or what was your favorite like standalone that you think that we read? We read so many fantastic standalones. And, or, or like standalones, like at this moment in time, you know, yeah, like, that I think we're like probably waiting for the green light yeah. to get a second book or something. Yeah. yeah. So like. But for for now, my favorite standalone that we read, like on the podcast, uh, easily was uh, Priory. I absolutely <sighs> love Priory, the Orange Tree. It's it's just one of my favorites. It's fantastic. 
Um, did that one get picked up for a second one yet? Or is it just kind of like sprinkling possibility that Samantha hadn't mentioned the, the author? Because I feel like it ended. It, it could be a solid ending or... I think she's writing like other character, like other like novellas of yeah, sorts. Yeah. Okay, which I'm totally here for. Totally here for. Give me more Loth. Give me more everybody. Give me more. Give all of it. Uh, what was well, get? Oh, uh, Legendborn. Like here, like I think we cover. I, I always think it's funny how we started Legendborn because we DNF'd another major book release from somebody. It just wasn't. It, we weren't. It was midweek. We were like, how are we going to finish this before we record? And Legendborn was absolutely something that I needed at that. I didn't know that I needed at that time um, with what Brie was going through and and how great it was. Like the plot twist I didn't see coming. Didn't even realize that there were modern day King Arthur retellings. It was just, it was so refreshing and it and captivating right away. And I don't feel, and I feel like, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, I'm not sure if every YA book I've read has that initial hook off of, you know, page two. And it was just, it, it was relatable. It was what we needed. And at the same time, it wasn't relatable. And you can just be frustrated for the characters, rightfully so. I think it was just everything it was just such a be- it was just so beautifully written i cannot praise that book enough it had all and it had all the things it had all the, all things, the things that we love all the things every single thing every single thing is there so i just finished actually listening to a psalm of storms and silence by roseanne abrown which is the the second one in um, a, uh, a Psalm of Race and Ruins. And it is good. Boy, Do you like boy. it better than the first one? Definitely, yeah. It, okay. is, it is really, really good. It hits so heavy. So heavy. And there are so many trigger warnings. But oh, just did they like do? I was they gonna say, do. Oh, okay, okay. Just like the first one. They're all spoken out for you by the author like she says it like it's it was so beautifully done and it's such a good story and i am still thinking about it i i'm still thinking about it now and i have been done with it for like four or five days um you're gonna wind up rereading it when we record the follow-up oh too, right? easily easily i will easily yeah it, it is so it is so good um but we will have to record that that follow-up episode to to that book because we've already done a song a song we have of, um, Raisin Rune. So, uh, what <laughs> is something that we have coming up for next year? Um, well, something I thought that was fun. We both thought it was fun is we've been, we p- kind of have been putting on our Instagram stories of like, what do you want to see? Like, what episodes have we not covered yet that you really have an interest in? And the first half, you know, the first, you know, the beginning of the year, we have slated, we've had slated for months. Um, it's one of you know it's one of those so many books not enough time and there's you and know, um capricorn virgo um obsessive planning obsessive planning and then all yeah and, you know and it, and it's not just us it's you know we 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 know a lot of other podcasts they even have like they're fortunate enough to do bonus episodes there's three of us that are in this you know in this podcast it's Laura and I kind of the face and then we still have um very much appreciative our editor sam and he he's just just because he's behind the scenes he's a integral part integral part of our our podcast because it would not be possible if he wasn't helping us here um so um we started asking like what have what have we not covered yet um and or perhaps we've read it and we just haven't done a podcast episode. So what we're going to do is we're going to take everybody's suggestions. And at the time of this release, we're going to release it on our anniversary, obviously. And then we'll we'll do the uh, the, the generator later is we're going to take the suggestions that are given to us and we're going to put them in a generator and we're going to do a little spinny wheel and see what that first episode is. And I think it's really funny. And Laura is kind of like, 
kind of fearful. Yeah. Like she is a fearless, she is a fearless person. When I tell you she's bungee jumped in a canyon in Africa, she's bungee jumped in a canyon in Africa. She is a fearless person. And some of the suggestions are romance, and that's <sighs> typically not what we cover. We, you know, we do fantasy, we do YA, we do some NA, like any fantasy specifically. Um, so some of those, um, those romance, contemporary romance suggestions. I'm going to apologize. This is our disclaimer. Apologizing in advance because what y'all, you're going to, what Laura, you're going to have to endure from me. I can't lesson plan for shit. I could think like long term, not a whole intricate rundown. So they might be chaotic or like, this is your disclaimer. You did this to yourselves. So. <laughs> yeah, y'all. Okay. <laughs> I can only think that you just want to put me through this to like hear what I'm going to say. That's what I have to think. I have enough faith in all of you that you're not just doing this to be mean. <laughs> just read me some of these uh, potentials. Oh, some of the potentials include the love hypothesis, the Spanish love deception, Outlander. Outlander is a whole series. <laughs> I don't know if we could do that. But, the, uh, I think the, the bees. Bees the just bee came one out. Came yeah. Out. yeah. Um, can, can we just ask your mom to be like, can we just talk to, can you can just connect just... us with her and she could just give us the rundown? Um, the love hypothesis came up a couple times. Um, stuff from uh, Helen Wong. It happened one summer. Oh, I have that on my shelf. It's on my TBR. Um, Addie LaRue, which... We will. That that we, will. I think we can full confidently say we we, we have will. we actually have it planned. We know when we're going to do yeah. Addie Larue. We know when. We know when it's coming. So we it's can coming. we can confidently say we will be doing Addie Larue. We will not disclose the date, but it no. is time because again we're both you know very we're about the planning. Um, but yeah, I. I'm so scared for you. You're gonna be like Jessica. This is this is what you. Well, there there was a couple more. I saw um I saw the last hours in there. So yeah, you know. no, but I was talking about like the romance ones. Yeah, the not romance the, ones. I thought that's what you were asking about because uh, yeah. okay, so let me okay. Um, as of the time of this recording, not all of the suggestions. We'll just give you know. There's Zodiac Academy, Guild, Bridge Kingdom, The Dark Artifices, um. These are just some of them. Plated Prisoner series as a whole. Shatter me. Yay. <laughs> That's what I like. Kingdom of the Wicked and Kingdom of the Cursed. And you know, she just announced the third one today. Like as of this recording. I don't know what it's called, but I know that she announced that. Um, yeah. So th- there's, there. that's just some of them, but we're going to put them all in a generator and we're going to see which one. See, now I don't know. <laughs> I'm so scared. If it's going to be a romance. Because I read them for myself. I never discuss them with you. Because I know not to just... I know better. It, well, and here, here is the thing. And here's kind of wanna, a perfect segue into what I was saying earlier about Full Circle and what I wanted to kind of like end with you with. Um, so you started out reading like straight romance, right? And and now, or like of, biographies, like right. nerd. But, but like, I, I'm I'm thinking about the romance specifically. Like, you started out reading romance. Just what are you currently reading <laughs> right now? What kind of romance are you reading I'm right reading. now? As of we're recording this on December fifteenth, this will air I'm on reading. our anniversary. What are you reading? I'm reading "Learn My Lesson" by Katie Robert. Yeah. I have been sending you so many voice memos. I love my himbo Herc. I've loved him since 1997. Which is so on brand for you. (laughs) I just cannot, like, you're so beautifully consistent. It is just so perfect. I try so hard. I try so hard. Don't fight it. Don't. It's, it must be exhausting trying to fight it. Just, just like, let no, it go. You did this. You all you've dated as himbos your entire life. Growth. You have grown as a person. Let your tastes grow too. And there's just something so good. But I also want a challenge. Like I can't seem to get the two together. <laughs> I'll tell you what, though, the female narrator on um, Tara L- Langela, um, who does Meg's voice. Oh, so it's it's a Hercules. It's a like a Hercules, Hades 
retelling, but it's definitely with the Disney side of it, not necessarily Hades Persephone retelling. So there's Hades and there's Meg and there's Herc and then Tink comes in. <laughs> Jasmine made an appearance. I, I was not, I did not trust myself when I, when we went, read Desperate Measures last week. Um, and I just, just, I was laughing so much when I was sending, I was like, Laura, I'm reading this by myself. And then because like my love language is gift giving, I just bought, I bought it for her and I was like, do it with me. <laughs> and she's and like, it was good. It's good. That's the thing. Like it's good. It's good. And there's we, a like, lot you can pull from it. And we had like such, like we had a deep conversation. We were like, take the smut out. This is, and it was good. I was so excited. And Jasmine at the end, I was like, that's the girl. That's my bitch that I fell in love with when I watched the movie. But you have to actively look up fan casts because otherwise you're going to be thinking about the characters the entire time. <laughs> Jafar. 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 So, so I guess my question now is we, we have this beautiful loop where you started with like, very nice happily ever after romance and now you've ended with like happily ever after like smut so <laughs> but but also you- you're but you're pulling stuff out of these like right. this, like smut that you weren't that you weren't initially pulling right. out of the romance books that you were reading a year ago. Well, so, I don't think that the romance books that I was reading not necessarily a year ago but I guess it was like 2 years ago at this point um that depth that I was able to pull, they, it, it also didn't exist. Exactly. There was a difference there. Yeah. Exactly. So, so you have like, so you made this, this shift, right? So the shift has been made. Like, um, the, the stuff, this, the quality of stuff that you're reading now, the amount of stuff that you're reading now, like, do you see, um, have you been able to identify like, the, the like tropes that you like and the things that you don't like and and I think I hate the miscommunication trope more now than I did before and I think I hate it more in a regular romance than the fantasy of it because a lot of the times and we've had this conversation a lot of the times the miscommunication trope in the fantasy is because there are bigger pieces bigger things world changing light like end of the world things at play is the miscommunication trope there of course however it's like bigger picture right here and the other like in like the regular romance just regular miscommunication tropes it's like you didn't call me do you even love me anymore and i'm like come on i'm in chapter two you should have just told the truth like if you told the truth and you didn't dig this hole we wouldn't be where we are 156 pages later let's be adults yeah let's be adults Let's like don't and don't like point fingers like take the ownership like if you do need like and everybody handles situations a different way i get it but and i'm not saying that you need to process immediately together because like sometimes people do say you know what give me give me a moment because if you don't give me that moment i have a very sharp tongue and you do not want me to react emotionally because it's not going to end well for anybody I just get very frustrated if I do read a romance and the miscommunication trope is there. And I was like, well, you're not saving the world like Aelin. You don't have the whole world on your back. What are you complaining about? He went to the bar instead of a restaurant. Get over it. And and I think that goes to just uh, the the like scope and perspective, because sometimes you do just want like an easy like... Oh, 100%. I mean, I think I've shared with you, I guess sometimes I want to kind of multitask when I'm working and I'm able, I'm, I want to be able to follow along with the book without actually paying. I I feel like that sounds bad saying it. Mm. I don't need to like, okay, perfect example. Dune and Priory, you need to be focused. You can't be like for me, I can't be cleaning the house. I can't be doing this, that, the other thing. I, that needs to be my only focus with some of the lighter books. I, I can still follow along while I'm working or doing other things. Uh, some of the lighter books that you can follow along while you're doing other things. Do you feel that that was, this is a little preview. Do you feel that was the way for Clockwork Princess, which is our episode next week? No, I was, I was, re- I toxic trade about myself. If I, if <laughs> I like, if I'm really invested in a book, I will read the physical copy or the ebook while I'm listening to it. 
Is it an expensive toxic habit? Sure. Do I care? No, because it elevates my experience and I'm ensuring that I understand what's going on. Yes. <laughs> yes. Right. Like, yes, this, this is this is what we want. This is what we want. Um, I I just am also very curious. Um, another preview. Well, not not even a preview. So in our Clockwork Prince episode, we are both very gross and cryy. Um, mm-hmm. Now, like reflecting on a year, did that surprise you? Yeah, I think anything outside. Well, I mean, like if we think about a year later. Throne of Glass already surprised me because I remember reading Crown of Midnight, sobbing on my birthday because that's when I finished it. And Sam had said, he goes, this is, you were laughing because you're like, I can't believe you're crying over uh, Crown of Midnight. And it wasn't that I was crying over it. I was crying because it finally clicked that it's this bigger journey that's about to happen because that's when the real shit starts, right? And I was so overwhelmed in the best way possible. And... Um, and I also, like, I had gone through Akatar, sobbed, went through a very, like, manic depressive state. Then Crescent City didn't think, you know, we all know what happened there. And then here I was with Throne of Glass that I kept putting off because I was worried about the emotional part of it. And Sam had said, like, this is her first epic journey. Like, it's so different. And I had never gone on one. I had never this this in depth. And so... I didn't think it was possible outside of that to to be as invested again in a very different way. Very different way. A very kind of um, devastatingly. Devastating. Heartbreaking. I know. Like, and I think it was honestly, I think it was, you know, you spoiled the things that you spoiled. And I, I don't think it took away from the experience. I think it helped the experience because if I didn't have those spoilers, um, I had even shared with you, I go, I don't think I would have made, I might not have made the connections right away or, you know, or what would have happened was I would have just kept reading. I'm reading it because it's good, but that, um, like that emotional capacity, like it wouldn't have been there. And I'm like, oh, that's fine. Okay. On to the next. Or you would have been like, oh, did you notice the this? And I'm like, oh yeah. Okay. Huh. And then I'd go on to, you know, I would just keep, I would not have been. I'm still speechless because I can't let my, and I told you the other day, I go, I think I'm avoidant, atta- like, de- like I'm detached from everything and I can't read it at work because then I'm not going to be invested. And you go, watch this fan video and see if you're still, a- if you're emotionally detached. And I go, yeah, cool. In the office crying. Thank God I had, was the only person there at the time. And I'm like, I thought like, why is it 30 seconds? And I'm like, it is a good fan video, y'all. We'll add it to the Clockwork Princess episode it's next week. So good. Um, yeah, whoa. Um intense. Intense. I I was expecting you to break uh for the infernal devices. I'm just very pleased that it happened so early. <laughs> Has it been annoying to kind of guide me through this? To be no, like it's been here's wonderful. another thing. Like, oh, she just asking me a million questions like you're Kieran and I'm you're Kieran and I'm <laughs> No, it's been it's been wonderful because it's been very um good for me to kind of like hone like my craft, like my my career, you know? Right. Kind of like and, and also it's been good for me to like reread and read critically and then to like when you know something like if you know something well enough you can explain it to other people and i don't feel like i'm there yet but this is a really good like exercise to like get really familiar with with things right because like i'm not an expert we know this uh but i do feel that you're my um, expert no but i do feel that um going through all of these like rereading all of these books and having all these conversations and like talking to like everybody that's listening and getting all these perspectives has really helped um, not just like broaden, you know, like horizons or like open up perspectives, but it's just kind of helped to like approach something. Do you know what I mean? Like, I know that we sound scattered a lot when we record, but we have 
plans. Like we have notes, like we have guidance, um, even if it's just on paper. And I think that is really important. I, I mean, I speak to you and I'm like, is it? And sometimes I think like, I said, are we, am I annoying? I have all these questions and I'm like, oh my gosh, here's another question. Here's another 15 texts that I go, bloop, 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 like I'm like, <laughs> so, but I'm glad that you're able. And I think being able to do these rereads too objectively is super fun. Or even if we know that I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to like it to just, you know, look at it as a project and be like, let's take the core information out. I think that's been really fun too. I think so too. Uh, I have to say, I think I was surprised. I was surprised, I guess when I'm thinking over the, like over the entire year, um, I'm surprised that we love that you have loved Jude as much as you do. Like do. that she's become like such a like comfort kind of character to you. Oh yeah. Yeah, that I don't know. That just that just kind of surprised me because the first time you went through the Cruel Prince, you were kind of like lukewarm with it. Absolutely. The reread made a difference. I feel like yeah, the reread yeah. for that specific series, the reread made a difference because I wasn't guessing anymore. I wasn't trying and I think I've gotten better about how, remember when I would ask a million questions and this is the same thing when I would watch sci-fi and then you're like, just go with it, just go with it. And I've learned to just go with it. And maybe I'll give you a speculation, but I'm not, I, I'm not zoning in and like focusing on what my speculations are. I'm just, and I did that very much with the, the infernal devices you're like what are your reactions I'm like i'm really just going with it i'm just kind of mm-hmm. going with it and we'll go from there <laughs> and it's it's made it like not as stressful i say that now but like clockwork princess next week episode you're gonna know that that's not the case <laughs> um, but it, it really now i don't have to guess anything i know what i know and now i get to be excited for it and that's what's really nice about the folk of the air and I think it's another example of how um, fandoms can kind of take over characters and and make and like make them their own. I, I, I say that, but like you know what I mean. Right. Um, and, and Jude and Cardin are definitely like that. Um, all of Akatar is like that. Uh, I, I mean, the, the fans make the care. I feel like that's a huge reason. Like, do we like what we like on paper? Absolutely. But the way fandoms overtake our characters that we love you know rewriting our own we're like this is canon like i there are certain things where i'm like you cannot convince me that a lot of things there's a lot of things i can't i can't think of specifically um where i go that that's him like that's him that's her that's this that situation absolutely happened that happened off camera off page you know since the last book has been written all this stuff is happening (laughs) I feel that way a lot with Shadowhunters, obviously. Like, there's I, a I, lot that happens. And, like, there's... And I guess TikTok is a great example because even though Instagram has reels, TikTok has that character-creating content, and I've stayed off Shadowhunters TikTok uh, intentionally. Um, but you see it a lot with the other... You know, with a lot of the SJM characters and the JLA characters. And, you know, I know Facebook is obsolete. I'm pretty much only on there because of the book groups now. Um, and there's a great, like, that's definitely made the From Blood and Ash, uh, experience for me. I love seeing other people's first time reactions because Laura got that with me and nobody gets, I don't get that from anybody except one friend. And some of my friends are just some, all of our friends, I think we're like the only speed readers. Um, they kind of go at their own pace, which is fine. Which is fine. It, it, it's that's fine. Not, it's that's fine. nothing. Yeah. But like, it's nice to see other people's like they're sharing that love that we all have within the community and paying it forward and then sharing those first time reactions. It's so fun seeing everybody's speculation because I'll send them to you, Laura, and I'll be like, if my significant other does not do this, <laughs> we're not together anymore. Well, and that's the thing, too. Like you're talking about like personal growth over the year, like uh these book men that are written by women, I, w- I would say these book characters that are written by right. women, because anybody. Characters, I think is fair, because there's a yeah. lot of people who would be like, heck yeah. Yeah, I'd be like, the men aren't doing it for me. I'd be like, yeah, <laughs> fair, fair. So yeah, book characters. Um, I-, I feel like they help us um, 
kind of raise the bar a bit, right? Like, well, the right? bar is on the floor in real the, life. Yeah, I it's mean. on the floor in real life. You know, our standards are high, but I mean, come on. Uh, and you know, people people get weird about that, but I I think it is get really weird about which part about. People get weird, like, oh, you're, you know, they're not real. Like, you can't judge. But the characteristics are very much real. People get so mad. People get so mad. (laughs) Um, But what I'm saying is that, like, it helps us um, identify, like, what we want in a partner. Yeah. Right? So that is, it's so important in, like, personal growth. And and I know people talk about that a lot in, like, Akatar, But, like, you can see that a lot in, in other series as well. It's like... You know, I, I really like, um, you know, certain characteristics of Cardin. I like Jude this way. I like this and this and this. And, and I like all of these together. And that's what I wanted in a partner. And I didn't realize that that is what I wanted until mm-hmm. I read it in a book. And I know that it's like that a lot of, um, for, for people going through trauma and for people like working through their issues. Like that is what books are for. And I, and I feel like, um, kind of like off the pod, but like the, the books that we have been reading, um, throughout the year are, I'm going to say good because <laughs> they are, you know, most, the, yeah. most of them are, but they are good enough for us to pull stuff from and for somebody to, to really get something out of. Right. And, and I'm really happy that we have like the books that we have and like the movies that we have and the conversations that we have and, and the authors that we have, because mm-hmm. we even spoke recently about, um, I, I don't want to get into details because I really don't want to spoil it, but we were basically saying like, I love that this, I said, I can recognize that this book is not for me. It is clear. It is not for me whatsoever. However, I can see who it's here for and the research that went into this and to recognize that there are people that this book is for. And I think it's so important because, you know, some books are written for us. You can still enjoy a book, even if it's not written for you. And we've spoken to that about many times before. Um, But to have those conversations to recognize the importance of people being seen and people needing recognizing their trauma and handling the trauma the best way that they know how, I think that's just as important. And it's been really great to have just more insightful conversations that I don't think either of us probably had with a lot of um, people in our lives. Well said. Well said. So just we did talk about what you are currently reading. Are you currently reading anything else? Um, Am I? I don't know. No, I think I I think I was just I'm finishing that one. Then I'll be starting perhaps one of the suggestions that somebody has given us. Indeed. And I'll leave it at that. <laughs> I am reading the I swear it's the inadequate air. Uh, and after that I actually don't have any um, so I'll be traveling for the holidays and I have right. no idea what I will be listening to. Do you um, want to reread or we need to regroup? I don't know. I don't know. We'll have to see. Uh, I am very, I'm just, I'm just so interested to see what book comes up in the, in the, in the, in the raffle and the, in the drawing. Oh, in me the drawing. too. I'm me just too. so interested. I, I, I think I have a mental block and I cannot like even think about what I'm going to read until I know what that book is. That's really what it is. We won't draw, well, I guess, because this episode comes out on the 21st. We're not drawing till the 21st. So yes. we have some time. We have some time. So it'll be it'll be nice. I'll have a nice like palette refresher. Then I can like really see what, what this is. So I am just absolutely stoked. I'm I'm so my face is just I'm waiting. I'm gonna be like, don't be a romance. And then it's going to be a romance. No, it will be. It will be. And that's fine. No, that's, that's fine. fine. But because you know what? That's what y'all want. That's what the listeners want. And it just like I was forced out of my comfort zone into fantasy, but that's because you knew I would like it. <laughs> We're going to force you out of your comfort zone for a hot second. Which is fine. It's fine. I am an Aries. I do love trying new things. That is not a problem. It is just amusing in every single possible way. <laughs> what do you see for 2022? What do I see for 2022? Um, I see I see a duology and I see a couple of rereads and I see... I don't know. I I see a lot of, I'm going to say 
I'm going to say interaction, but what I mean is like there's a lot of releases coming out, right? Like right. There, there's a lot. There's going to be a lot of. It feels like I'm, it's almost overwhelming that I'm trying to block it out because the the the, the releases that are coming out are in tandem with already existing series. So I worry about the rereads to be like, and here's a recap of everything we know so far. And that's what I'm kind of like the overwhelming part of the rereads is what I'm concerned for. Yeah. You know, we're doing the reread of Crescent City. I know we have to do that. And I've reread that several times, but it's like, wow, I'm going to cry again. (laughs) Yeah. I don't think I'm going to cry again. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Okay. Mark. Time date. She <laughs> just Jessica Marie says she is not going to ugly cry when I'm what happens. What happens? <laughs> lies. You sit on a throne of lies. Hmm. Uh, no, but all good things, all positive vibes, right for 2022. Yeah, all all positive things. Take it in stride. I feel like the you know we got 2021. 2020 was what it was. 2021 was what it was. 2022. I just got to go with it. It's going to be what it's going to be. There's only so much I can plan. The only thing that's consistent is reading and this podcast. Everything else might go to shit. Yeah, we're consistent AF, but you know, it it, it is what it is. It is what it is. So thanks all for listening. We appreciate everybody. Please feel free to follow us on Instagram, Akafe Podcast. We're also both on TikTok, Akafe Laura and Akafe Jessica. Um, Thanks for thanks for this past year. It's been wild. And if you feel so kind to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, we'd greatly appreciate it. And any type of comments, we'd we'd really we'd love we'd love it. Thanks for everybody. Oh, and next week is Clockwork Princess. <laughs> Don't forget, next week is Clockwork Princess. You can hear us be gross. We're I think we're I think we're crying. With our black market Will Herondale plushies. Yes. Yes. So <laughs> Oh, boy. Yes. Uh, <laughs> uh, ask us about that. We have. Oh, no, no. Stay on. Stay on. <laughs> Great timing. It's no. over. Thanks. Bye.